You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Yo, and today, folks, we got a special treat. I want to be talking to a co-founder and CEO of Passage, all right? It's a company that supports event tickets and payment specialists to provide affordable prices and better customer service with tailored functionality. Now, the person I'm talking to here, this, this co-founder, this CEO, he is a maven for horror, let me tell you. He's the top boss. That passion has led him to, to help festivals and technology and all this stuff. Let me introduce this living future legend over here that everyone will know about through Passage, the one, the only Alex Linebrink. Wepa, what up, kiddo? How you doing today? <laughs> hey, Al, thank you so much. That's that's uh, probably more intro than I deserve, but I love it, man. Thanks so much for the warm welcome. Nah, brother, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to actually chat with me and us so we could find out all about what Passage is. Because, of course, you know what I mean? Comic Crusaders need to talk to everybody, especially yeah. in the fact that you seem to have a passion for horror festivals. And who doesn't nowadays? I mean, let's get it done, Al. Let's get it. This is the other Al, and let's get it done. All right? So a uh, little bit about yourself, because I always like to start off with an origin story. So if you will, sure. let us know where you're from, and, you know, where you hail from, where you at now. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in a small farm town by the name of Hillsdale, Michigan. Uh, it's a pretty small town, uh, kind of in the south central part of Michigan. Okay. And uh, yeah, there, you know, got a got a really cool experience of that rural life growing up. But since then, I've moved to Detroit to the bigger city. Um, and yeah, really been a Michigander all my life and live in downtown Detroit right now. Awesome. Okay, so how was it growing up out there in, in Michigan? And, and lately, I've been a lot of people from out there. For people to say that okay. Michigan, Michigan is, is, is quiet and, and down, I'm getting a lot of entrepreneurs from out there. They seem to be taking advantage uh, of the opportunities that are there at hand right now. Wonderful. Well, yeah, th I mean, that's awesome to hear. That's that's great to hear on that side. And I do think there's some cool stuff happening around here. So yeah, I mean, growing up, obviously, like I, I came from a rural town. I had, you know, Amish friends growing up and that sort of thing. Like it was a, it was a little bit different, uh, you know, pace of, of movement. I think the nearest uh, movie theater when I was growing up was about 35, 40 minute drive away, you know, oh, something wow. like that. Um, so yeah, we didn't have a ton to do, but that just means you, you, you get outside a little bit more, you know, and, and learn some life lessons a little bit earlier than you would otherwise. So I, I, I've enjoyed that. And, and man, Detroit, the ecosystem over here now, this is being the bigger city in, in Michigan. I know there are a lot bigger ones out there, but the bigger city in Michigan, man, like the ecosystem here is all about that entrepreneurial vibe, all about that hustle, all about that grit, all about doing what it takes to, to hustle and build something on the side. And I love it. There's a cool spirit in Detroit of, of working hard and, and having some friendly competition, but also making sure that everybody else, you know, gets theirs, right? Like make sure that everybody else is doing well too, because if you're supporting each other and everybody's going up, then everybody kind of goes up together and gets the benefit of that. So that's the spirit in Detroit. And it's you're great not lying, for the brother. entrepreneurial scene. Yeah. It, it's a, it kind of, you, you treat entrepreneurship as you would a kid. It takes a village. Yep. That's absolutely true, man. 
you know, even in entrepreneurship, and it's nice to hear that, that, you know, that friendly competition, guess what? It just makes each and everyone just that bit better, you know, to keep chugging forward. And you celebrate those wins with everyone. You know what I mean? Sure, Hopefully you're not celebrating any losses because then it'll piss everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. So, so uh, you obviously, for one said, have a big, big old passion for horror. I need <laughs> to know. I need to know what started it off and who introduced it to you. If, if, if it wasn't a, a stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my dad, uh, my father. Uh, so uh, uh, my father's birthday is on Halloween. And when we were growing oh, up, cool. instead of doing uh, cake and ice cream, we would actually build a haunted yard around the house. And, and we build it and build it and got more families involved every year. We'd be like front page of the paper around Halloween and all this cool horror stuff. Oh, really? I, oh, that's so be, cool. Yeah, we'd be building the props and stuff. And we'd watch horror movies and stuff, you know, around that time of year too. But we got to the point where we were spending like four weeks building this haunted yard leading up to like Halloween. We'd be only be open one night a week and we'd still get 1,500 people there or something what? like that. At your just house? Hall- yeah, just on Halloween night in this yard, in our yard. Yeah. We had like four or five families involved. It was a blast. Um, and then, you know, so we got so into this that we actually started going to conventions and conferences and stuff. Saying, oh, nice. Right. It's like, we're involved in this. What about other people? What other people do? And we found these. Wait, wait, these- wait, 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 wait a minute. You're telling me there are conventions for like oh, setups yeah. and decoration like that? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. You're introducing me to something new there. And, <laughs> and it gets into haunted houses. So that's the like, the difference in that industry is like, they call you home haunter. And that's somebody that sets up their yard or like goes crazy with it, right? And then professional haunter. And that's somebody who runs a haunted house. And uh, so the conventions, people, uh, both sides were welcome and you'd both like get to share tips and stories and stuff. There's a big one every year in St. Louis called uh, Trans World. That's a huge one we go to every year. And I, we started going to back then. And another one that uh, used to be in Columbus, but now it's in the Chicago area called Midwest Haunters Convention. There's a bunch of others that we've got to. We've, I've been to them in Texas and so they're all over. Some smaller, some bigger. Yeah. That's yeah. So that's, that's how amazing. I originally got into it. Yeah. It's a lot of all fun. Right. Is there any particular movie that stands out from your childhood? Oh, Halloween. That's the one. That's the one, man. Yeah. I mean, I loved a lot of them. Like even like, like Edward Scissorhands had a big impact on me. Like there, I mean, there are all these, but like Halloween, of course. Yeah. Mike Myers, man. Big Mike Myers. (laughs) What did you think about the Rob Zombie version of of Michael? Oh, I love it. I love Rob Zombie stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of, of all the stuff that he does. Um, so yeah, I, I I know some people are like, ah, it's not true to the original and stuff like that. Whatever. I thought it was a great reimagining. I'm not one that's super particular on the originals. If you're gonna, as long as you're adding to it, right? Like, don't just distort something to distort it. But like, as long as you're adding a dimension, and I thought it was there, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm with you 100. I'm a big fan of that one as well. I cool. thought it was terrifying. I mean, I you know, as I got older, I did find a point in that movie when he was, was uh, killing someone in a hospital. I was like, all right, Mike, I'm screaming to see you. All right, it's, 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 they're dead. Stop. You know, they're yeah, super right. psycho <laughs> as compared to the OG. You know what I mean? Okay, not a problem yeah. with that. All right, so, <laughs> so you know, I guess you must have been kind of a very popular kid if you you having such cool, you know, haunted homes. Or, or, or how was that, you know, environment growing up overall, you know, community-wise with, with, with kids that are like-minded like you? Did you even have that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the fun part there was like, I actually used it as an excuse to get friends together, right? So I would bring mm-hmm. friends 
over to our place, get them involved in helping us build stuff. So it was kind of a community thing. We get people that were up the street, families up the street coming by and we get them all together. And, and yeah, it was just this bonding thing. And we got to learn some cool stuff. So every year I'd have a different project. So that's how I started tinkering with like robotics and stuff. I'd make pop-up, you know, props that as you walk by and trip a laser or whatever, they jump out at you or like there'd be pneumatics in them and stuff like that. It, so I got to learn. How did you get into that stuff. journey? Wait a minute. Robots, pop-ups, that, that sounds fantastic. Oh, man, we would have been such great YouTube. friends. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, back then, it wasn't as much YouTube, right? It was like just searching the internet. But everybody had these guides on the internet, so you could get into this stuff. And that's, that's how you'd learn it, you know, and get the basics there. But it was a blast. I loved it. My friends loved it that were involved in it. I brought friends home from college. When I went to go into college, we'd always come back and I'd bring them back to help on things. So it's it was a blast growing up, yeah. Amazing. So would you say that those are the seeds of your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I mean, we were always, my father like owned his own construction business, right? And my mother actually did the same thing for, she did uh, like wallpapering and, and some wall prep stuff. And so they both worked with their hands a lot, but they were both very entrepreneurial from early on. And, and I think I took a, a little bit of a cue from that. Um, in middle school, I actually, with my father, started a computer business where we would build computers and, and also repair them for people. So I was the only kid, like, I mean, this is back when would this have been, like the mid-1990s. I was uh, I was the kid that was making 30 bucks an hour repairing and building computers, you know, while I was at middle school. So I was oh, always man. the popular kid on that side, right? Like I had a little more disposable money. You than must my have friends. been pimping too, because <laughs> once kids find they made thirty dollars an hour, everybody want to be your friend. Like, hey, well, hold on, right? Kid, come yeah. on. Yeah, I what, probably what are we the, doing tonight with your check? <laughs> I, I had a nicer gaming PC and and you know played paintball a little bit more than some of the other kids. But I uh, love still, paintball. You no know, work for all of it. Yeah, I had an actual. I had an auto cocker, a Tipman ninety eight as well. Tipman ninety eight. That's what I had as well. Yeah, with the yeah with the auto fire. Oh man, like I love. Did that. you the, ever the learn the trick? The trick of the sideways to have him curve. Oh yeah, that's what you gotta do. You can you can keep them in the air longer. You could, or you could do the flatline barrel, which put the reverse spin on it. Do you remember the flatline? Yes. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> but for me, it was the side. I remember one of my friends was hiding Absolutely. behind a bunker because it was a uh, you know Boom. we split teams, Get and all you saw is his butt. I was like, wait a minute. I I I shot it. You know, it took me a minute three times. One um, grazed them. The other one grazed them. The one. The last one hit him right in the middle. Poor guy just popped <laughs> up. And when he popped up, everybody just shot him. It looked like a Tony Montana scene from Scarface. You know what I mean? That's awesome, man. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> was that movie that they used to say, Curve the Bullet, right? Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when he goes, Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, man, movie fan here. All right, so uh, what, what, you, I understand you're the co-founder and the CEO of Passage. Mm -hmm. So what, what are the seeds behind that? Like, yeah, man. when did that idea start to develop and why, you know, that? Well, I was hands on. I think a lot of that was from the haunted houses and from my father being, you know, a, a, a construction guy. He was super hands on. So I was always hands on and interested in building things. I went away to school uh, as an electrical engineer up at Kettering University in Flint. Um, go Bulldogs, even though they don't have any sports teams, go Bulldogs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, so, so I did, uh, the electrical engineering thing and got real dirt, my hands real dirty in the world of engineering. And I hated it actually. Um, you know, so that surprised me. I kind of hated it. 
but um, I learned a lot while I was there. So I worked at General Motors for a few years. And when I, as uh, like as co-op thing, you do school for three months, then go to work for three months. I did Great the experience. same thing okay. in New York. Yeah. And nice. I, but I, I, I was doing more of, of accounts, payable, receivable kind of stuff, oh, you know, okay. accounting okay. work. So I did the same thing in high school, one week work, one week. This is why I couldn't do sports or anything because it's like okay sure. the schedule Stop. does not allow me but guess guess who has a check in their pocket and who did it you know what i mean yeah yeah so that's it was the, valuable experience. life experience yeah it was very so, valuable you know i got in up there and i i was not a huge fan of um of working for somebody else that's what i found with general motors really cool like i could say look down the road and say every other you know car you see i'm like you know i'm part of that what put that together but then i realized i'm not really all the stuff that I'm doing doesn't have much, if any, impact on that at all while I was working there. And so I really wanted to get back into what my father taught me early on, building something myself, building a company myself. And I did. I started a web and graphics design business and did that for a couple of years and, and worked for some cool brands doing that. And then I decided I wanted to ramp it up and get a little bit bigger impact. Wait, wait, wait. Even... So wait, wait. So you got yeah, yeah. the graphics and all. So, you know, so you deviated and got into that. What did you always like to, did, did you enjoy doing that? And how did you step? What made you decide to, you know, step from that engineering to that graphic side? Like yeah, what, was... what really happened? I had that in my back pocket. You know, I, that was something I was always a little bit interested in. I was one of those weird kids that straddled the creative and the technical, you know, you know, as I, as I assume, you know, might, you might have yeah, some yeah. relation to there. Yeah. We're and, 90s uh, kids. I get it. We're, Cause we're of that generation yeah. that was, we played outside, but we were also on the cusp of the birth of this technology. Right. And we were young enough to be able to enjoy both, you know, unlike, you know, balanced, unlike kids nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't comment too much on that, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Goes, I won't say this to our employees that are younger than me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I had a, a leg in both ends, both the creative and that. So I'd been doing a little bit of that for some extra cash in high school as in addition to like the computer repair stuff. And I kind of kept it going through college to pay some bills. And I just decided to kind of make it more full time after college. I'm like, you know what? I want to build my own thing. But even though it was web and graphics design, I was still kind of local to where I lived. So I decided I'm going to build something that's in social media. Twitter was starting to pop up. I saw that pop up. I'm like, this is cool. Let's figure out something with that. And I built uh, what was the first Twitter scavenger hunt. And we were a company called Tweetaprise, really. We did these uh, scavenger hunts. Prize, for like, I love it. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. And we did scavenger hunts for like airlines and like GameStop and Guitar Hero when they were coming out. And then like some stuff, Gary Vaynerchuk, he launched a, a book, did pr promos for one of his books with us. Uh, Fear Net, which was an old TV How did you TV even channel. land that stuff? I mean, look at his names. I need a broom for these names you're dropping. Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. It was awesome. State Farm, that was another big client we had. And it was great, except here's the big lesson here uh, along my journey. I was funding it all through, uh, you know, straight out of pocket through credit card debt. Oh, ooh. and even though we got some big names and started taking off, it was going a little bit more slowly than my old uh, business plan allotted for. And pretty soon I came to the end of that credit card, you know, limit and said, yeah. okay, this has got to change, you know? So I actually decided to get out of that business and kind of cancel that because I had another idea that I wanted to work with some of the friends that I met back at Kettering, that, that engineering school I went to up in Flint. 
Um, and these buddies, uh, we had this idea for this really technical solution to corporate expense reporting before, you know, all these new, new ways of connecting things, you know, you still had to do a lot of manual data entry, even if it was digital, you still yeah. had to plug all these details in and, and, or, you know, maybe fill out a piece of paper. It was heck. So we built an app for that, but the, here's the thing. Android wasn't a thing yet. Uh, the iPhone was still just for personal use, not for business. So I remember going back, I saw these the other day, all of our app mockups early on were on a BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but it, that was a great phone. I loved it. And, right. and then they, they owned, you know, Messenger. I mean, it was great. I, yeah, you I, got I, keyboards. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I mean, so, I, look at these thumbs, though. I mean, that keyboard wasn't very friendly to me, though. <laughs> Fair, fine. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, we did that for a little bit, um, and uh, that business never really made it off the ground. But I moved to Detroit. That's what took me to Detroit, and I think 2008 was when I moved over here with them, uh, somewhere around 2007, 2008. And uh, that business, we got to look into the world of payment processing. And here's getting closer to where I was today. This is only one business uh, in the past now. Um, we were digging into payment processing because we wanted to connect and get the data right from the card. And that's how we were filling out this data. So you didn't have to fill out an expense report. We were filling it out for you, basically. And we had teamed up with uh, with a debit card, uh, somebody, a bank that was had a debit card that we were going to work with. That business actually, even though we went through all the planning, never made it off the ground. We never got the investment we needed. But we found that opportunity in payments uh, in the debit card and credit card space and we figured out how to cut fees for a lot of really big businesses. And we created this enterprise right. company called Core Merchant that would go to enterprise uh, businesses and help them save a few cents a transaction. But when you add that up across millions of transactions, it was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's no longer sense. That. Exactly. <laughs> and it makes sense. Hey. Yeah. And that was very profitable for us. It did well. I ended up selling that company in 2014. And I knew the payments world then. I learned a lot about how payments work. Um, uh, and so because of that, I wanted to stay in the payments world, got together with this tech buddy of mine, as you said, co-founder of Passage. My other founder, his name is Patrick Mish, amazing full stack software engineer. Just this, one of these guys that's just super genius on the software What's side. What's the bromance story on that, that, that led yeah. to the creation of, of this uh, wonderful company? I'll tell you, we both got investment, uh, through different companies from the same investors and worked out of the same office space. And we both enjoyed beer. Uh, hey, so, <laughs> cheers to that. <laughs> so that's how, how that, that relationship came to be. And we both found ourselves like, hey, like I had sold my company. He had exited his company, you know, and we were both looking for something to do. Got them together. And I said, hey, like, I think there's something with payments and events. And actually, I know what's going on here because like the world of events at the time, here's where the idea of passage really came from. The world of events back in, let's say, 2013, 14. Eventbrite was out there to do online event ticketing for self-service. And then there's Ticketmaster yeah. if you're a big venue. But let's talk about like events that you or I could run, like a small yeah. to mid-sized event. Comic-cons, horror-cons, stuff sure. like that. Yeah, exactly. Eventbrite was out there and they did okay as long as it was a super generic event, right? Like one date, one time, one price point, one venue. But if you needed multiples of any of those, like spread across multiple venues or spread across multiple dates and times and all that sort of thing, it just didn't work. It didn't have the features because they wanted to be super simple. So it worked great for concerts and book clubs, you know, but really nothing else. 
And I said, like, there are all these weird event categories, and I know one really well, but there are all these weird event categories that need more <laughs> features, and they're going to grow up. And the one I knew very well was haunted houses, right? Okay. Because they need to repeat their times. They need a th to be open Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday night. They need to repeat that for six weeks from the end of September to the uh, to the beginning of November. Go through that month of October there, right? And maybe make you pick the hour you're coming. And maybe they have multiple attractions and they need to do those together. And they need to accept payments in the middle of a cornfield, you know? And it's just oh. not normal <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, and so I said, if this works out, then there are probably other specialty categories like that. So that's where Passage came from. We wanted to be the, the ones that, that worked with the niches, worked with the smaller event categories that needed these special features. And we build those special features and help them reach their fans. So to this day, our initial sub-brand, you know, in vertical was Haunted Houses. And we're the largest provider through that brand. That's called Haunt Pay. That's a sub-brand of Passage. Uh, nice. We're the largest provider of Haunted House ticketing in America. This year in October, we'll probably do $40 million in Haunted House ticket sales. Yeah. Woo! Look yeah. at that. Congrats. You hear this, folks? These numbers get inspired. Look what a homie does. And he's navigated yeah. different things to finally land and, you know, yeah. onto that door. But, you know, oh, my God, that's great. That's that's the story I need in my life right now. Thanks, Let me man. say there's a $40 million, $50 million company too, baby. Let's get it going. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And we do that for other categories too. So we like we we have a whole uh, vertical dedicated to like sports, which seems like there'd be a lot of competition. But weirdly enough, like if you want to sell, let's say, season passes, which shouldn't all sports teams sell season passes, right? Like yes. that's the thing, right? Only the major league levels are really able to do it with their ticketing platforms. Like if you do semi-pro or amateur sports, there's no platform out there with the features you need to do that. So we came in and we started doing it. We started cleaning up. And now we're the largest provider of like semi-pro sports ticketing, you know, uh, for soccer and a couple other areas in the U.S. So like that's another area Amazing. we've gotten into. We have another brand for food and drink festivals, another one for escape rooms. And that's our thing. Find these niches where they need extra features and functionality, and we'll go in there and help them run more efficiently. Yeah. I love it because you're making these smaller uh, companies or you know and events seem like something massive. I've yeah. learned that from an entrepreneur as well. You know, uh, his website, everything he did, you would think he had a huge warehouse somewhere, but in the <laughs> yeah. office it was just me and him. It was the appearance of, yeah. but however, you know, delivered the product the way that Got it should it, be delivered. And what you're doing is, is a service. Uh, I'm happy that, you know, smaller companies could, you know, be able to actually compete with the with the big boys and girls out there. And that that's way, it. because that's the of dream. you. Yeah, that's, oh, that's the dream. amazing, bro. And we get a chance to look at that all the time. And we have people come to us. You know, we work with about 5,000 events and event organizers a year and probably two and a half, three million fans a year. And, and it's just amazing going to those folks and being able to, to talk to them and hear, you know, some of them say like, hey, like, we were struggling to get by and then we started working with you and you gave us that opportunity to not only do tickets, but to do merch, to do concessions, to do subscriptions, to do digital NFTs. We Ooh, just added that oh, on, really? right? Oh, how did yeah. you get into the NFT space too? Then look at this, yo. Okay, I love this, this. This is the folks. This is exactly how you need to be. Be hungry like this guy is. Look at this. Yeah finding opportunity <laughs> you got to keep your eyes open of course right um and i don't know like i'm, su I'm sure you've got some experience like digital collectibles right that's right up the comic oh, yeah. alley right absolutely yeah. is i mean we have dynamite doing that and several other companies yeah. and obviously what was that the, the, that the, the the ape yacht club whatever 
which is yeah. murdering things. Uh, I mean, oh, on man. the NFT side of it. I mean, how <laughs> did you even get into the NFT side, and how how is that used through Passage? Yeah, man. So uh, I I've been a blockchain nerd for a long time. I started. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I probably bought, bought. You know, actually, funny story. Back in 2011, I went to one of those uh, Bitcoin faucets, and I was like, "What is this Bitcoin stuff?" And I used this thing, and I can't remember if it was five or ten Bitcoin, but I got five or ten Bitcoin from this faucet. It was worth like 37 cents, right? At the time. At the time. Oh my god! You can't. I've done this so often, man. Like, I, I kid you not. Like, I just totally like disregarded it. I'm like, I don't know what all these numbers are. This is way too difficult. And I threw away my wallet file. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I have gone through so many old computers, like digging up the, the, the hard drives. I've got hard drive converters so I can run the old ones for the USB-C. Now I don't blame you. Where is it? So many hours. Yeah. Trying to figure out, hey, do I still have that? What would be like 250 grand right now? You know? Heck yeah. I mean, that would be a uh, nice injection into the bank account. That's for sure. Right. So wow. I, I I never found that. I don't actually know if it was five or ten, but I think it was five or ten that I got out of that box. Listen, yeah, five or ten with that with that value that it had right before it started dropping a bit, but now it's back on the upswing. I mean, you would have yeah. been very happy for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I like I'm still like I'm I'm a purist, right? Like I love the 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 blockchain gospel. Um, you know, and and I I consider myself a blockchain evangelist we actually did a blockchain project back in 2017 and 18 with the company where we tried to get like all tickets stored on there and there were a lot of reasons that it didn't work out it was a little bit too early it was just a little bit too early with the tech but we you know so our investment and stuff like we had to focus on our core business and kind of got away from it but i it was a blast i toured the world you know talking about blockchain just telling people oh, like wow. you got to use this to prevent fraud you got to use this for tracking food you got to use this for distribution centers you got like all this different stuff i went to singapore i went to portugal poland Ooh, like just all over the place talking Amazing. about it was, it was a blast yeah i've got a bunch of youtube videos out there if you ever want to see somebody rant about their love for the blockchain I did TEDx talks and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Oh, nice, um, kiddo. You've been doing things. I like that. Awesome. But like, I, I've, I've been paying attention since then. And back then, we kind of had the idea of like NFTs, non-fungible tokens, right? Something that's like going to be slightly different for everybody. It's not duplicable. It's not like everyone is the same. Like if you've got CA1, you want to have CA1. And we're talking about that for tickets. And I still think it's a great usage because especially when you talk about secondary market, when you're reselling tickets on StubHub and stuff, one, fees are ridiculous. Two, there's tons of fraud. Like, there's just all these problems around this. There's no transparency to the end user. Like, it just fixes a lot of those issues. So that's where we were pitching back then in 2017. I still think that's the future of event ticketing. That's between you and I, you know. Don't tell anybody else. I think that's where we're going eventually. <laughs> uh, but for right now, we're trying to 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 just uh drip drip into it a little bit so we've come back full circle to this we have launched um digital nft collectibles on the passage platform and here's the thing here like if you think about nfts a lot of people don't know what the heck that means they don't want to get a blockchain wallet they don't want to understand how to mint something or how to buy something with cryptocurrency and get it over their blockchain wallet right there's a lot of usability issues there um so with us we just turned it into something that was part of our platform so just like if you create a new event 
you're filling in some blanks. We keep it real simple. For event organizers, we're allowing them to create these digital collectibles by just uploading a digital asset like image, video clip, GIF, whatever, you know that, titling it, putting a price on it, putting a description in it, and then hitting go. And we take care of the, the we, we are the custodian. So we take care of the blockchain wallet. We take care of the minting. They don't see it. Uh, there's no cost on that side for the event organizer to create these. And then on the purchaser side, you can just buy it with a credit or debit card. It's tied to your account on Passage if you just want to view it and hang out with it or get some of the benefits of it, which I'll talk about in two seconds here. But then you can push over and if you want, you can claim it later on and transfer it to your wallet. If you're an advanced user and you want to resell it on OpenSea or whatever, you can do that. But the cool thing there is I think it gets rid of that barrier to entry, makes it a lot easier, and we can add functionality. That's the other thing I hate about a lot of NFTs. It's like you see these squiggles and these drawings, right? And they, yeah. yeah, we know they're scarce. There's a limited number of them out there, and that's why they're collectible. But you can't do anything with it. It's just a JPEG, you know, as far as most people are concerned. Yeah, that's with, exactly how most view it. I have that conversation yeah. many times. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's fine. Like, I get that there's still value in scarcity and value in ownership and that sort of thing. But what if you could do more with it? And I think those are the real successful NFT projects now where they're adding utility to it, right? They're, they're letting you do something. I just heard about one the other day that gets you into a speakeasy in New York. Like, super cool, right? Um, and so that's what we're doing as well. We're adding in the event functionality. So you can use this kind of like a ticket in a lot of ways. You can use it to get into a certain event or get into a special VIP area of an event or Ooh. maybe get access to a virtual live stream that an event organizer puts on. Maybe an artist, you know, periodically does private shows only to their NFT holders um, and stuff like that. Like, or you get access to an early merch, you know, thing uh, sale for, uh, you know, a sports team that you follow and things like that. So I think there's a lot of cool opportunity there. I really think you need to start talking to San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con. Let's start bringing that into that space, yo. Yeah. And, and I had to bring up, you're talking about the passes. What a beautiful site you guys oh, have. Oh, thank you, man. For real. Yeah. I mean, look at it. So you know, talk, talk about the site, everything. I mean, look at this. Get ticket and the payments made for you. Who could sign up? You know, who takes advantage? I mean, I could sign up and... and and what, or is this more business related? I mean, what's popping here? Dude, I, I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for the, the, uh, the easy layup here on this side. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we, we think, you know, your experience, you know, with everything you do and your experience, especially when you're trying to impress your fans should be beautiful. And that's one of the reasons we've tried to make passage beautiful, as you can see here. Um, it's really customized to the look and feel of all the different event categories we look with and the features, as we mentioned, to help them run more smoothly. And your experience as an event organizer, if you want to sell tickets to your event, like it's really you know beautiful on that side too. But more than that, it's usable and it's actually going to help you reach more fans. So yes, if you are organizing an event of any shape or size, come over there, say hi to me, you know, feel free to reach out to me directly, but also feel free to just go sign up. It's a free account. There's no commitments. You can use free. it. Try it out. Create a free event. Sell yourself some free tickets. See if it works for you. Check out the, the virtual event live streaming. Check out the digital NFT collectibles that you can create and sell. Um, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we're really built for the small to mid-sized events, you know, and trying to help, you know, bring those professional features and letting those small events compete. As you as you mentioned, bringing them to those smaller, smaller event categories. But anybody that wants to use this, we're there. It's absolutely free for the event organizer to use. And I can't repeat that enough. 
we make our money on a service free, fee that's folks, free. <laughs> <laughs> right. We we do, we still have to make money. I don't want to pull the wool over anybody's eyes, but it's on a service fee that's charged to the ticket purchaser. And ours is half of what Eventbrite's is. It's in most cases way oh, nice. lower than Eventbrite's, way lower than hey. anybody else out there. Uh, because we don't want that getting in the way either. So we I have another one for you. You need to take business away from Eventbrite right now and, and help NYC play get even better. The video game convention Ooh, here in New York. Like they work with one. Eventbrite, but guess what? I think you, you, you guys may be able to do a lot more for them because they have such a go. great space and opportunity there. Like, and come awesome. on, NYC play. Look, spend less time managing your event. We Come want on, to work man. with you. Yeah, guys. <laughs> I know I'm, somebody's watching, right? <laughs> yeah, and look at this. You know, you got League 2, NBC Sports, Sports Engine, like you said, the soccer, United Women's Soccer. I mean, whoa. And look, yeah. the Fry Factory, the broad axe throwing room. Oh, man, I need, I need to go there. <laughs> I need to buy tickets <laughs> for that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. This so, is yeah, amazing. That's our story. And we actually just hit a cool rev, uh, cool milestone. We just sold our six millionth ticket earlier this <gasps> month. So six million month. tickets? Congrats. Yeah. Woo! Thanks. Appreciate wow, it. <laughs> Alex, this is amazing. Yo. Thanks. And, man. and look at the companies too. Uh, you know, integrations that you have here. Yeah. MailChimp, right? And all these other joints, Salesforce, your Twitter. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. And and look, folks, you just go to this website. You know, do I have to show you again? Because I've been showing y'all right there. <laughs> GoPassage.com. All right. Keep in touch. Like it says right there. That's what you need to do and learn. And now you're an entrepreneur that does run events because we do have a lot of friends that, that do things where they're online conventions, real life conventions, in-person events and whatnot. Uh, yeah. I, you know, thank you for even building something like this to actually help entrepreneurs on that level. You know, that's again, awesome. entrepreneurs that, helping man. other entrepreneurs. That's real. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, that's how we think about it. You know, as far as any way that we can help, you know, let us know on that side. And we do, we we enjoy it the heck out of seeing like small businesses grow up and become much bigger on that side. And and so, it's, it's just a blast all the so time. Yeah. Do, do you provide equipment? Because yeah, like I see like online and in-person sales, you know, is there equipment yeah. associated with this yeah, so there, as well? There's certainly online and at the door aspects of this. You can do online sales. You can do at the door. You can do virtual events. You can do in-person events, all of that. And you can do merch, concessions, you know, subscriptions, all that sort of thing. And, and one of our philosophies is if you're not selling it, then your fans can't buy it. Right? It's like some of these fans are super fans and they have disposable income. They want to support you. So you might yes, as well, you know, start selling it. And yes, part of that is in person. So we have a, a Bluetooth card reader that you can use to do at the door sales with cards or with Apple Pay or Google Pay, you know, right at the door. Otherwise, our uh, and that's, you know, we'll give you one of those for free if you sign up with us. And Ooh, also, really? um, yeah, right. Like that's a good value. That's like an eighty dollar value right there. It is. I uh, mean, yeah. Look at the device right there, right? Yeah. That one. Yep, exactly. Nice. You you got Amazing. it. And and our app, you know, for the whole point of sales system that can handle sales for in person and scan in your tickets, lightning fast scan ins runs on an I, uh, iOS or Android, so you can use it on an iPad, iPhone, Android. Right. Tablet, Thank you for thinking stuff. of us Android users. Thank you. I'm an Android user. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that go Android. Not, no, no hate on Apple. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so that's our thing, man. Like we try to keep it as simple, low cost, and you know, let these uh little businesses grow, these uh, these smaller event organizers grow and try to do something there. In fact, we do have a cool program. Sorry, uh, is uh, do you have another question? I don't know because I'm seeing here again, because again, just, just to mm -hmm. kind of hit that 100% free for yeah. events, 
can be passed on to the ticket purchaser, any cost, right? And, yeah. and now for free forever when you sign up. I mean, zero cost of event, all fees are passed on to the customer by default. I mean, so as a business person, I mean, and look at those rates. You're not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. There's even a comparison below that with like Eventbrite and some of the others, just so you can see, you know, kind of where we, we you know, go in there when you're doing those sales. So, yeah, it's pretty low on that side. Yeah. Whoa. You are murdering these other people. Let me tell you, these other companies. Wow. <laughs> Thank look you. at this. Look Thank at that. You. Three bucks, <laughs> you got ticket leap at 4.8. Eventbrite, like basically way over even half of that. Jeez. Yeah. And, and Universe, forget about it, murdering. Yeah. And then, so how, if someone wants to schedule the demo, how does that even work, that, that whole process? Yeah. I mean, usually, so we, we, we kind of like be involved as much as you want us to be, right? Like we know some people are kind of hands off. They don't want to talk to anybody. Fine. You can just go click set up or sign up. And uh, we have a nice like virtual tour in the background and you can kind of learn things on your own. That's a-okay. But if you want some help, that's where I think it really shines. We have really hands-on uh, support uh, team and, and that side of things. So if you want to schedule a demo, we would love to sh show you around the system. And it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's just like a Zoom call, basically. We use Google Meet most of the time. But, you know, it's that virtual, you know, video chat yes. type call. And so we're going to actually show you things based on what you tell us about your event. We're going to help you brainstorm and how you could, like, bring your event to the next level. So it's kind of like consultative as well as showing you around our platform. And then the same once you get set up, like, you can set your own stuff up or you can tell us your details and we'll set up your event details details on our platform for you so you can just start sharing that link and making money see money go into your bank account so it can be that simple um and then the last thing i'll say is you know again we really focus on smaller event organizers and we know sometimes they need some cash infusion to get their event to the next level so we actually do have a really cool program we started during the pandemic when a lot of people needed you know some cash in a tough time uh called passage capital and that is our way of like getting some funding in the hands of folks that, that need it. Ooh. So normally we don't have any contracts with that program. You would have a multi-year contract. We just want to make sure we're making the money back, but it's not a loan. So you're not paying us back. There's no personal guarantee. You're just committing to work with us uh, for the next, you know, three years or whatever, if you're doing business for three years. So we often recommend like you try the system out, make sure it works well for you before signing up for that, you know, but if you do want to sign up for that, you can get, Cash infusion. We've given them anywhere from like five hundred bucks up to like a hundred thousand oh, dollars, depending wow. on you know your ticket sales and how long you want to be involved in the contract and that sort of thing. So that could be a really cool deal. Yeah, that sounds absolutely amazing, folks. Uh, again, this is awesome, Alex. You are really providing a service for entrepreneurs and, and people that create events. I mean, uh, my last question here. So, as for example, I wanted to do something for yeah. charity. You know, are you able yeah. to even help with that through passage, you know, to, for, for ticket sales or whatever to help that charity, you know, make sure that we could produce as much funds for them as possible? Yes, 100 percent. So, number one, um, you know, uh, we have the features to help you so we can you can sell tickets. You can you can have a virtual live stream thing to where people can attend virtually. Um, you can do donation upsell. So we have all the features you need on that side. Number two. Uh, I, I, this is really cool. We can actually cut down your service fees. So let us know. It's not well publicized. I got to get it on the website, bigger words yeah. there, but, uh, it's in the fine print and some stuff, but let us know. I'm telling you, let us know if you're a nonprofit, we can actually cut your service fees in half. 
which is really Whoa. cool. Um, yeah, and then we do have features for like pay what you can tickets, you know. So you could set a minimum or set the minimum at zero or set the minimum at five bucks and let people pay what they can. And you could accept donations during a virtual event, such as this, you know, type thing. If somebody wanted to tune in live on our virtual event page and registered, they don't necessarily have to pay for the registration. You could make that free. But now you've got them on their your email list as as like somebody who's interested, uh, you know, in your events, and they have the opportunity to chat and to potentially, you know, give you a donation during the live stream, which is a really cool functionality too. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Ooh, come on, Crusaders! I think we have an idea and finally found a great company that maybe can help us achieve the goals <laughs> oh, that we so. want. This is dope. This is wonderful. Yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Al, thank you so much for your time for real. Because I know you're a busy My man. Class. You got stuff going on. But folks, you know, pick this man's brain when if you have the opportunity. Hit me up. Uh, yeah, right there. I want you to go visit gopasses.com. Check out the website, right? Mm -hmm. See how gorgeous it is and see how much information is there that I can help you make a very smart decision. All right. And if you want to follow Alex, or you got hit up him up on Twitter, Alex Linebrink. You know, you could uh go visit him on LinkedIn as well. Also Alex Linebrink. <laughs> but you need to follow Passage on the Twitter, the meta, the Instagram at, at go. <laughs> passage show the love tell them megan the crusaders sent you all right oh, follow it. support you know this is the future stuff he, he knows how to use the technology again we come from that generation that appreciated life and tech so there we go it's a wonderful meld you know man with a good heart right here so flowers brother thank you thank you for providing that type of service and helping people i mean see you are in service to others there was there's nothing but greatness is going to come your way all right, That's we're awesome. manifesting. Passage <laughs> is going to be, passage is going to be the one passage to make sure that people get satisfaction. You know, for I you, love it. So you got this, brother. Thank you. I brother. love it. Well, thank you, Al, and 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 please, I, I I you know keep doing what you you're doing, man. Thank you for for showcasing you know some of the awesome things going on out there, and for encouraging you know the next generation to do awesome stuff like this. Love that mission too, and you build an awesome brand through the years. So back thank at you, you, man. Thank you, man. But again, you know, <laughs> if I it's because of this, I have the opportunity and pleasure and honor to speak to people like you and get these opportunities to pick them brains and just, you know, get as motivated as well. But this also motivates me. It makes me even hungrier as well. So, you know, Love it. you know, you're Love providing it. good stuff. So, you know, bless on that. And folks, again, one last time, follow Alex Lionbrink on LinkedIn. You can also follow him on Twitter. All right. And of course, it's all about passage. So go passage, Twitter, Meta, Instagram, and of course, that dope website, gopasses.com. Go book a demo today, all right? Especially if you got an event popping up. Because, you know, horror season is coming upon us real quick. Yeah. So, you know, if you got a haunted house, that's the man to talk to right there because he has that experience, all right? <laughs> I am so much digging this conversation. Thank you again, Al. And Comic Crusaders, my Crusaders, me and Hente, you know what to do. Follow everything Comic Crusaders at comiccrusaders.com. Check out the extended family on undercovercapes.com. Follow us everywhere in the sources at Comic Crusaders. And if you, if you want to follow my madness, this is very simple. The real Al Mega, all right? Yes, I'm back in New York, like it says right there. I'm in Brooklyn, I'm so New York, I'm here. Let's get it done, baby. And with that, Mega is out. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. ¡Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. 
Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 